Cheers. Welcome back to Cayman Chronicles. Today we'll be talking about a little bit of autism awareness, uh, raising kids gender neutral. And today we have a special guest, Alex Neves, uh, South Florida motorcycle racer. So introduce yourself, tell us about you, tell everybody what you do, who you are, and educate people on, on racing motorcycles. Well, yeah, my name is Alex Nieves. Um, I've been racing motorcycles for a while now, but you know, took a 10 year off and came back, you know, for fun. Things worked out for the better, so, you know, I mean, yeah, the, having a good time doing it. So, so how, how's it going? How's the career going? Uh, um, how what, what, what does it pay? How yeah. many competitions have you won? Um, I've, I've, I've won a good amount this year, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, I mean, I've done a lot of regional stuff here in Florida. We've done a little bit of, um, you know, Daytona work. We won a couple of nationals out there. You know, I have a young teammate, Christian Miranda, you know, Westside Performance out here in Hialeah. We're, you know, a team that we've assembled. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, just having a lot of fun, man. I started off, you know, you know, I started off as a track day thing and just wanted to get back in motorcycles. And from that, it turned into, you know, back full-blown racing. Yeah, so, man, I remember when we went out to Devin's bachelor party, you were telling us that you want to get back into racing and all this. No, it was a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. You know, you do what you love. Keep chasing that dream, bro, because you're going to make it represent all the Hialeah people and represent all the Hispanics. No, so so what, does it, what does it take to, like, for people that don't know anything about racing, like, what does it take to become, start out, you know, what, what, do you, what did you do, what, how, does it, how does it work? You have to be, I mean, motorcycles isn't for, any, for everybody, you yeah. know what I mean? It's something that is it's very dangerous, but there are safe ways of going about it, you know what I mean? So first things first, I would always say, you know, I do have a couple buddies who ride on the street. I do not knock it. But we are we are all aware of you know the dangers of riding in, especially in South Florida, you know, with traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Attention and I've, it gets I have crazy. A friends, I've I've had actually I've I'd say the last five years, three friends that passed away on motorcycles. Yeah, no, it, it, gets, it gets and, and nine times out of ten, I mean, I'm I'm not I won't, I won't necessarily say it's the rider or their abilities. It's more people not paying yeah, attention. People not paying attention. Yeah. Traffic. Yeah, just traffic. Or it's not like being on a track where you know there's more. It's, safe, it's a safe environment. It's still a motorcycle, ride, yeah. but it's safer. But it's a safer environment where you don't got to worry about a car just popping up out of nowhere out of a blindside where right. you can't see them or or anything. As someone that breaks automatic or just cuts you off, you know, it's right. a safer environment on the track. And I agree. If you want to do something, if you want to race, take it to the track, be safer, do it in a safe environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got we got um we got a great organization down here on Florida Track Days. Um, Tony West, you know, he he actually runs the or he owns the Florida Motorcycle Road Racing Association. It's another league they have down here that you know they just started up you know a handful of years ago. It's going well, you know what I mean. I was actually glad to be a part of it this year. The guys, all four of the racers, you know what I mean. So you know. Shouts out to him, you know, Tony West over there. And um, they have actually an organization where he has, um, it's called Florida Track Days. You can get, for example, you guys want to ride, they have, they got bike rentals out there. They have gear, you know, good suits, helmets, you name it, they got it. You know what I mean? So as a first time experience, yeah. I, I mean, they, they'll start you off with a coach, a rider coach. You'll start off in the beginner class and kind of, it's, it's almost like working. So they'll teach up. you how to ride Absolutely. a bike. Okay. Well, I mean, most people that go, Kind of already, kind, kind of, of already know. know. They okay. just want to get, you know what I mean? Like they just want to introduce you properly to the we'll racetrack, so you're not out there going down the straightaway at 180 or 150 <laughs> miles an hour. You got a turn coming. You got a turn coming. Yeah. So they they slowly get you up to speed and, and teach you, okay, you know, the proper ways. Is there any type of school to learn how to ride motorcycles or anything like that? We are actually 
through Florida Track Days, you can have, you know, we do have small groups of guys. Actually, we have, um, we're trying to do something with our young rider, with Christian Miranda. I mean, we're, we're trying to get him or get a couple of people who will, you know, we, we're trying to have him as a coach, you know what I mean? Okay. So he could, you know, help other riders and, and things like that. I mean, you can start off that way. There are other companies, other yeah. teams that offer that, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the racing community is awesome. Everybody helps out everybody, of course, on track. It's just like anything, we all want to beat each other. I mean, the, the kid and I, you know, I love the kid to death, but we, you know, we, we same difference. Yeah. I mean, on the track, we all know that's what, you know, the goal is to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, the race community is good. I, I'd like to say that, you know, for the most part, it's everybody helps everybody. Yeah. If you have a problem, let's say I were to crash and I need a part for my bike, anybody would really offer their their part if they have a spare or even take it off their race bike you know it's cool as shit i like that i like i like that whole family community type of deal when you're when you're racing because i watch uh i don't know if you see street outlaws but they do this whole team dynamic thing and they you really see it that they're there for one each other one guy he needed an engine another guy is like i got a spare let's put it on there and just build your engine back up and they did that in like 30 minutes and if they do that for you, man, I, I feel like that's great. Well, this last this last race at Daytona, you know, and you know, they they my bike broke down on Saturday. I wasn't able to compete on Sunday. My teammate and his father allowed me to get on his bike, which was my first time riding a smaller bike. That I had the time of my life. <laughs> it was, it, and, and and let me say, it's a six hundred, so it is yeah. a little, you know, as, as far as horsepower is a little down. The weight is a little lower. Yeah. But the bike's fast as shit. I mean, we're, we're, we're clocking nice speeds around the banking, you know what I mean? So it's, it's still, it still can be dangerous. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun, you know. So, so two questions. What made you get into racing? And what was the first thing you did to get into? Like, what was your first step? As far as I could remember my childhood, as far as I could think. I can tell you that, bro. I've known you for a long time, bro. Yeah, for so a long my time. Father, your, your father took yeah. you out on the bike. Yeah, he yeah, would ride us around, around at the, you know, at baseball games, you know, he would come with the bikes, bro. Yeah, my dad, my dad would ride all the teammates, okay. ride them around the neighborhood, you know, like around HA for fun, and then in the neighborhood, he'd do the same thing for us, you know what I mean? So my, or I, I want to say for the majority of my life, I've been around them, okay. but because I was so invested in the baseball, and that's where, where my heart and still resides, it's just, it's kind of having like, you know, I, I was very passionate about baseball. I'm just as passionate now, it's just we're racing, you know, it's kind of finding that new love and then I kind of felt like, you know, that's what I wanted to do in my life as I got older. Yeah. I didn't really get the opportunity to get on the bike till I was about 10 years old, 10, 11 years old, so. I used to be young, bro. Yeah, yeah. well, I'll tell you what, there's, in the racing in the racing world, that's already a late start. Really? Wow. Correct. I have buddies in mind. So how, when you first, when let's say for kids that are first starting, what's a good age to start and as well? Well, let, let them answer the first yeah. question. Well, getting getting involved, like I said, as far as back then, my father would come around on the motorcycles. I knew I'd always want to be on one. I just never knew, you know, it, it didn't until I got older. I didn't really tell my father, "Hey, I want to ride," you know. But once I got, you know, my cousins started getting dirt bikes in the neighborhood, and then, you know, my aunt or my uncles, they wouldn't really take them to ride at dirt bike tracks. So it was just kind of like they were riding in the neighborhood or in the backyard. My aunt used to let me ride my cousins. It was a Honda. It was a XR70. It's like three years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, we used to flat track it. There's this thing called flat tracking where you'll go around in circles sliding the bike. I for sure wasn't sliding, but you know I was going around in circles around the tree and had the time of my life. And then from there, I told my father, "Hey, I want to get on one." And the rest was history. Okay. And it all came from there. Nice. Yeah. It all came from there. So as a little kid, you do they race like pocket bikes or something like that or? 
here in the states and the United States it hasn't it, it kind of never really has blown up you know there's a lot of organizations right now there's, yeah. there's actually a guy down here in South Florida um, Michael Correa he's running a South Florida um, it's like a South Florida meeting GP series yeah I think what he's doing for the kids is phenomenal so shots out to him he's he's got a great program if anybody's interested in getting involved with their kids or doing like a weekend thing it doesn't necessarily have to be a competing or you know I want to win championships and things yeah. like that you can get involved with your kid and you know, it's, it's somewhere they could kind of own it, um, own it on their skills. You know what I mean? Like, they ride a Opalaka go kart track. They do the Palm Beach go kart track, and he's he's actually spreading out pretty much everywhere. I mean, he, he's got tracks in Orlando, he's Georgia. They've gone up there, so you know he's built a race series for kids, and not only for kids, but for the motorcycle enthusiasts. You yeah, guys yeah. never raced a motorcycle before. You can get on a, it's, it's what is called a super Mozart, a dirt bike with you know race tires on it. You all gonna have the time of your life. That's I'm down, bro. Yeah, bro, that guy's do one of those. You know, no, we did nice. yoga today. We gotta do one of those coming. Uh, uh, bro, you know what? I would love for that. Let us know. So let us know, and then we'll go out and we'll. I want to say he 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 has a, a bike rental as well. So yeah, it's just sure. a phone call. Of, you know, make yeah. phone call. Yeah, bro, let us know when, and we'll be there. Just let us know what weekend, and we're we're yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds like that. Bro. We go yeah, out there. We keep on promoting your stuff, and then promoting our stuff out there and doing stuff that you that you do. But as well, like these, like you're saying, like they they don't have this these leagues just yet like how they do with baseball baseball kids they grow up as a little kid growing up playing baseball that's here in the states overseas like in spain italy and, and mostly those two because those two are where you know when you go to a coffee shop from what i have understood i've never been there so you know, yeah I'm kind of quoting somebody else right now but as you know racing over there is like you wake up in the morning you go to a coffee shop they're playing motor gp on their tvs you know if, even if it's an older yeah. race I, I love watching more i love watching these, these like motor uh, motor gps yeah. and watching the drag races because i i'm i'm a gearhead i love cars i love motorcycles I can't get on because I I most likely will die on it because <laughs> my adrenaline is. I'm a little I'm a little much. No, no, no I can't. No, I can't let you say that because you're only gonna go as fast as your you know not to be vulgar but your balls will let you you know. Oh, trust me. Like no, no, no. no, no in a car, in a, in a, in a, a car, car yes. I'll go. Yes. The thing is, my I my adrenaline goes up as the faster that I go. The faster I go, the more adrenaline I get. So my thing is. I'm gonna go as fast as I can, and then I'm gonna let go. I'll, I'll most likely get to 160 because I've been to 160 in a BMW. In a motorcycle, I know it's different. It's a whole but, different world. Yeah, it is. But you got my balls. But my balls will let me get to there because I just I tell my dad, bro, let me race. I'll do it because I got the balls for it. You don't you don't gotta worry about that. I can do it. <laughs> no, but, no, I'll tell you what though, that, but, and I don't mean to cut you off, but. I feel safer on a motorcycle doing 150 than I do in a car. Ain't that no, that's crazy. crazy. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's well, you got, but you're basically that's a professional, though, bro. You race on the track, I, and you got, very, you, you got, you, you, you know how to feel. You know the feel on a motorcycle. Correct. I don't think I can really say people that don't race and just are motorcycle enthusiasts and ride motorcycles. I don't think they know what it is to handle a motorcycle at your speeds, taking those curves and all that. I don't think they'll ever understand that. I think that. here in South Florida, the, the fastest corners we have are in Homestead. Actually, I would want to say that, you know, we race Homestead and Palm Beach. Um, you know, Homestead, turn one and turn 10, diving off. We use the, you know, the straightaways, the front and back straightaway. Yeah. But then before NASCAR one or NASCAR three, we kind of dive into the infield and use all the corners. 
and we're diving in. I mean, I'm I'm fourth gear, fifth gear, pegged, you know, almost redlining 140 to 160 miles an hour, and you just kind of throw her over and lean it over and get into, you know. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I could never crazy. get that low, bro. Yeah. I could never get that low. So it's talk to us about the, those tires. What do they? How do they grip at those leans, bro? I'll tell you what. It, it's definitely rocket science type of deal. But <laughs> I can tell you what I do understand a little bit. I do, and so you know, the, it's. The compounds that they make them, for example, I, I would speak about the tires that I race, Pirelli, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Pirelli's, it's all, even any tire manufacturer, it's all tire sensitive, I mean, air pressure sensitive. So, yeah. you know, the less air you put, more grip you have, but sometimes for racing, it's not necessarily the case. But um, yeah, these tires are especially, um, especially designed for this event. Like, you can't get on a street tire. I'm not saying you can't. I mean, there are guys who have done it, professionals who've gotten on street tires in a race. You know, at a club level, you know, a regular regional yeah. level, and win races. You know what I mean. So it can't happen. But what I'm saying is, you know, the, the slicks that we run are, you know, they're they're a special compound and specially made for that. Okay. I mean? So we kind of go based off of, you know, one of our bigger sponsors is on Pirelli, you know, with Mark Ten Motorsports, and um, Mark's, you know, awesome guy. He he kind of always. He, whatever racer, he, he, he keeps everybody informed. So if you okay. have any doubt or anything, or anything you want to talk about, he kind of fills you in, like, you know, per tire, per, you know, we have soft, medium, hard compounds. Sometimes the harder will be better than the soft, and it all depends on the ambience and everything, and just different, you know, there's so many factors that go in. We kind of go based off of whatever he advises us to do, you know, honestly. Okay. So. All it's right. kind of like a trusty. Yeah, you got to trust. You got to trust. <laughs> so we'll, we'll move on to the uh, some other before we, before we move on. So anything, anybody else you yeah, want to put out yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Westside Performance. Um, Jose over here in Hialeah actually, he's got you know a nice shop out here, and he's um you know he he any motorcycle or dirt bikes, scooters, Harleys, ATVs, whatever it is, you know any motorcycle needs or anything like that, you know check them out there, there. Sure, sure, yeah sure. shoot out your instagram handle yeah or you know where the people can find you, you or want, anything you about to be you. honest with you i have no i would have to look on my phone the other episode bro yeah. i couldn't remember my own i, I said <laughs> one and i was like no, no, no you said I don't zero, think you said 35 no no no, no wait it's <laughs> maybe yeah, it was 36 yeah, my, my Instagram is Alex underscore N for Nieves underscore JR underscore again. That's my name. All right. Instagram for sure, man. I actually, before we do move on, um, you know, the kid I was talking about, Christian Miranda, I want to talk about him a little bit. Okay, go ahead. You know, we've had yeah. him, we actually had an experience as of lately. We actually were able to go race, you know, Moto America. It's like the, it's like the bread and butter of the United States. That's where all the, the faster guys go. And you know i mean the kid did phenomenal we went out there we i'm not gonna say we didn't have any expectations because <laughs> what the kid himself he was you know, that's his nickname the kid huh oh, yeah, yeah i mean he's he's very mature and handles adversity or just about any kind of pressure he handles it you know the way i mean like i said i'm 27 years old he's 19 and he a lot of times gets confused with being a lot older like my age or you know what I mean? So yeah, he's a mature kid. Yeah. A mature kid, and he's he's one of our faster riders in South Florida. A lot of people take his quietness for you know they 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 the judging. They underestimate him. Correct. They underestimate him, or some guys kind of like That's you know, the best part. That's the best We've got a lot of heat. We've got a lot of heat this year because a lot of people feel like he's not as social. You know, and it's it's. I think it has a lot to do with the pressures we've dealt with this year. You know what I mean? Because the kid's a great kid. You know what I mean? He's 
aside from being, you know, we, we got two kids down here that are just those boys. It, it's it's it'd be awesome if the community could get behind them and kind of help both of them go race professionally, which is ours, Christian Miranda. We got another young kid named Max Angus. That that kid is a great kid, fast. You know, those are those are our future of our sport. Right now they're at that age where they can go and be successful on, on you know, on the national level. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they can be. We got another couple of younger riders that I, I love watching them ride. Fabian Alvarez, we got another one, Gabriel Da Silva. Those are like our second wave you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. One, I want to say they're they're still they're still in high school I yeah, want to say still between, coming the, up. between the ages of like 15 and 18 and they're on 600s they're <laughs> flying, flying. <laughs> that's crazy you know what I mean so those are the those are the kind of kids like I'd like to see you know everybody at least in South Florida so, show a little more support yeah. you know, instead of the whole you know sometimes things get a little you know thrown around or, or you know like I said the kid's quiet or if he's working with a mechanic and he bats an eye it's not that he's being whatever it's just they're working you know what i mean like yeah, exactly. all these kids want to go faster and it's like they're all hungry they're all yeah they all want to know, know what's going on with their bike because that's you got to know what's going on with your bike 24 7 i'll tell you what for being 19 he's very knowledgeable back to the christian Rand, the r rider he's very knowledgeable he he whatever he doesn't understand he asks he asks all the right questions that's, right. just the time. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the same way with baseball. You gotta ask the right questions because you're not gonna know everything. Yeah, but you gotta be eager. To you gotta learn. be eager you to learn. You're gonna learn everything. Possible. And as well, like I don't know if you, if this happens to you, but when you're riding a bike and you feel like you did something wrong, you correct it in the next bank, like in pitching. Lucky. I knew I did something wrong and I threw a pitch. It came out bad. The next pitch, I threw it again. And I handled it. And I threw it right. Correct. And I understood that what I did wrong. That's right a you don't understand it. You yeah, know what I mean, and which is good. But for example, by with Christian Miranda, I, you know, him growing up, his brother and I grew up racing together. So it was always our dream to you know make it one day in racing or be able to race on a national level. We talked about MotoGP and when our adolescence, not knowing what it really takes and things like that. Um, you know, growing up wanting to do all these things, and we see this kid that he has the potential to do it. His brother and I were, you know, I mean, yeah, we're for it. Yeah, we're one hundred percent for it. We back him up. We support him. He's, for example, I, you know, when I got back into racing, I kind of almost, I'm not gonna say used him, but I kind of went, you know, like as far as mountain biking and training and things like that, I used him. He was the dangling carrot. You know what I mean? Like, we'll get into the trails and he'll set a pace and we just follow. I got another good buddy of mine. You know, there was there was like a group of us that would mountain bike every day together, and he would just set the pace. I mean, the kid just set the pace and we'll all chase him. You know, when it came to racing, I used to always, his brother and I used to always coach him. We used to always tell him, hey, look, try this, I'll do this, or, you know, whatever the case is. And he he never, ever not tried something, which is crazy as shit. (laughs) Thinking back, it takes a lot of trust, you know what I mean? It does, bro, especially, like, in baseball, too, man. You got people telling you, yeah, try this, try that. You're really like, should I I roll like that? Should I roll like that? Nah. This kid, he's never protested and has tried everything, if not everything and anything. I think that's one quality that makes you stand out from the pack. That's how you get better. That's how you get better. Because if you you think you know everything, you're never going to get anywhere. It was a lot simpler to do it from the outside looking in. I was watching him ride and I was like, damn, I used to be able to do that. Or look, I used to do this, try this. If it worked for him, great. If it didn't, you got to tell me, no, it didn't work for me. But he never... He never had any issues with none of that. You know, exactly. Coming from his older brother, all right, because you know, technically speaking, the kid's 19, I'm 27. Yeah. When he was a lot younger, 
would ride at Opalaka together on little dirt bikes and, you know, mess around or whatnot, but we hanging out, hanging out, and now I'm hanging out with the kid a lot more. And it's just because we both got a common love, we both got common goals. I want to see him, you know what I mean? I, I want to see him at that next level. Yeah. I know he's got what it takes. So when it comes to training on these things, we kind of push each other. But back to what I was trying to get to, he actually does that for me now. You know, when, okay. this year when I was the one on the, I was at a slower pace and I couldn't get up to speed, he'd be like, hey, you know, Junior, try this. Or, you know, you're doing this, do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. To me, it was amazing. Like, I, somebody I, you know, I helped coach, you know, because his, father, his, father, his father's fast. His father was fast. His father raised my father. So it's kind of like, you know, it's just like a family thing. And it just, this year, it all came together. You know what I mean? Like That's awesome. Man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. When, you got, when you got a team like that, bro, take it. Take it as far. And take it. I hope you guys make it all the way up there and it. win. Yeah. That's appreciate the highest fucking. Yeah, bro. Appreciate yeah, it. That's the highest, appreciate highest, highest, highest MotoGP race, bro. The kid's worth it. <laughs> on to the next topic. Yeah, let's jump on. Um, we're gonna get. We're gonna talk about awareness to autism. Autism awareness. I know right now, there this whole thing they're, they're trying to make this a thing right now is kids that have autism give them a blue basket. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it too. So explain that. Explain what, yeah. what that means. What, what's the purpose? Okay. What I could. I mean. For, I'm, I'm gonna jump off to like personal experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, we've had situations. My son being autistic, you know, earlier on in his life, there's sometimes like it's it's more of a it's hard for them to con- control themselves or certain things, so they don't get a candy they want or you know whatever the case can be. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people when they go, tr- you know, these kids who go trick or treating, a lot of people since they don't know, you know, they're very. Some could be a little harsh or cold. We've experienced it where people don't know my son's autistic, yeah. and they'll make comments or remarks. You know, my son's mother and I have always been, you know, very open to these things. We never let it affect us in any way, you know what I mean? Of so, course. correct, you know, so we just kind of went forward with it. You know, the whole Blue Pumpkin thing, I think it's awesome. It's, it'll, it'll at least have everybody at least, you know, having, they'll be a little more conscious about the, their, their, approach, their comments or their approach to kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because out of, out of a group of 10, you really don't know any situation. Yeah, just no, looking no, at some kid, you don't know you can't, yeah, you, you can't tell you know, I certain agree. things. So I I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm 100% for the blue. I, it should have been done a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I think it was a couple months back, you did a walk for autism? Yeah, we tried. We've got into it. I, I, I'm, it sounds horrible, but I don't remember the first year we did it. But we started, when we got into it, it was just more of a, you know, our family trying to show, show a little bit of support. Um, you know, for the most part, when we when we got you know when we found out when he got diagnosed, you know, we kind of accepted it the way it was, but there were a lot of you know other things going on as well that were it was kind of rough on on yeah. the whole family, on yeah. both families, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we did the walk. I think it was great. It was it's for a good cause, you know what I mean? A lot of people come together, show support, you know. The, um, it's nice. It's, I think it was a nice thing yeah, to get back to. That, that's great. Like I I think like kids with that have autism, they have this special. Special talent, but it might not be they one do. thing. But they got yeah. a special talent. It could be singing, could be sports, could be drawing, could be anything. Before, and before my son became vocal. Sorry for cutting off. No, before he became good, vocal. Good. There were a lot of times where I would look at him and be like, you know, what? I, like I wish I knew what was going on or what he wanted because he always had a hard time expressing himself. So okay. my son's issue to date is his behavior. You know, yeah. if he doesn't get son a certain way, it's it's kind of like. Lights out, you know, everybody's gonna feel the wrath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, so growing up the way I grew up, you know, we're all Cuban. Yeah, if you yeah. misbehaved in your household, what would have happened? Lenya. 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 
You get the exactly. belt. Exactly. So in the beginning, it was tough. And when it comes to disciplining, even now, not even in the beginning, now he's six years old and it's still tough because there's a lot of things that he does is like, that was a little yeah. asshole ish. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you, don't know, you don't know it's you like. You crossed the line just yeah. 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 You're lucky. You're yeah, lucky. so I'm, I'm, beat I'm your ass. you know, being the way I was raised, not that I'm against it, but we do measure ourselves when it comes to discipline. We do try different things. You know, his mother and I work together great. My mother, you know, my mother has been an angel. She was, she's been able to, you know, watch my son, you know, my son go to school and then she'll be able to pick him up. Having her there, you know, I mean, it's just all around my, my sisters, her, um, you know, my son's mother's family. They, it's just everybody came together perfectly almost, you know, yeah. like we probably all don't get along the best, but when it came to the kid, I mean, he's he's never missed anything or he had never really needed anything that we haven't been able to provide for him as a whole, whether it be his grandma on his mom's side, my mom, you know, it's just when when you got a tight knit family or something like that happening for this, like this kid is just, you yeah, know, everybody came in together exactly. for, for him, Correct. put the differences aside, yeah. whatever problems we have, Correct. Correct. goes to the side. First thing is how do we Correct. handle this and do the best for it? Yeah, family. man. Like, everything's. So what? Like, so yeah, so one of the questions I have is for like people that don't know anything about autism, sometimes like what what were like some of the first signs that you you started noticing like okay maybe you know how would you detect or know like should your child have autism or be on the spectrum somehow? The first thing, first things first, my son's mother was the one that was very on top of it. You know, we we had like for example my mother, my sisters, my grandma, my aunts. You know, everybody would make certain comments that he wasn't. You know, there was things that he was doing that wasn't, I guess, normal, yeah. so to speak. And um, but for myself, it was never. You know, I mean, you're looking at your kid. You know, what I mean, yeah. like it's not that I was ever in denial. It was just I, I know situations where you know my parents were growing up and. You know, kids then wouldn't talk to four or five years old, and they would just say, "Oh, he was a little delayed." You yeah, know, I, I didn't deal. start. I didn't start talking like full sentences till like I was three. There you go. So, so my my I, mom, I was, my I parents thought I was middle. fucking blind because I didn't show any emotion. There my mom go. thought I was blind. It's like his kid's not even laughing when I do something funny, and he's he must be good. He must be blind. That's actually what we're dealing with Machito. My son would actually, you know, we'll we'll try to tickle him. He wouldn't, and. There's a very touchy subject about it, but I'm, and then, which I'm not necessarily, not that I'm not willing to cover it, but because yeah. I'm not very, I'm, inf- I'm somewhat informed, but I'm not, you know, a guru at it, or I don't really, you know, I've never yeah, really dissected of course, it. Of course. I'll, I'll stray away from Yeah, yeah. I can say how I personally feel, you know what I mean, about certain, you know, Yeah, things. just say whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Correct. So, all right, I feel like, you know, before his six month, you know, vaccine shots and all his other things going on, I feel like, you know, there was, there was, things that we would experience and we have on footage because you know my family hispanics we record every day yeah, you know right? yeah, like, yeah. we were missing the camcorder but everybody had iphones so we have videos that we could date back and um you know it's like he would, he would make eye contact he would he would laugh he would tickle him he would joke and then you know from there to about maybe we got him we, we went through the early intervention you know went to the mailman center you know we, we kind of because of my son's mother, she wanted to push, made the push for her, so we went that route. But um, up until that point, it was kind of like just going downhill. It was like, now, you know, after we got the, this after kid. After the vaccines? Yeah. I, I feel that's yeah. up for... That, that's a good topic. That's, right. that's, that's a great topic. topic. That's, a good, like, that's, uh, a, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know it is. You know what I mean? That, but that's, that's interesting. Everybody has their own opinion, their own feelings. Everybody's yeah. entitled to it. Of if, course, of course. You know, I, I'm, I'm as open. I could talk about either one of them, and I'm there, great with both of them. I mean, you know, yeah, they don't yeah, affect me in exactly. any way. 
I, all I know is that my son got diagnosed with autism. We took care of what we had to, you know, everything they advised us to do. If we felt like was good, we did it. If yeah. we felt like, wait a second, would investigate and then, and when I say we, I mean, you know, I have, like I said, my son has a great team between my sisters and my son's mother and her family and just, they would all get together or, or whatever, whatever they would read about, any studies, anything, you know, they were, they were highly informed, you know what I mean? I was, I, I was more in for, you know, like, my thing was, okay, whatever it is, let's just, let's get it going, you know what I mean? Like, let's what do we got to do? Okay, let's what's do next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah let's do it. I'm, yeah, I'm just like that. It's like, whatever needs to be happened, let's do it. And it's going to the next thing because yeah, absolutely. I just want my kid to be as whole as possible, and just being himself. If that's how he is, I'm gonna support him this way he is, and I love him because no matter what, that's how he is. A hundred percent. So could could you explain a little bit of like what the spectrum entails? Like what what's okay, low so to high? Yeah, his his I, what I can't get into about him was the whole you know when we found out he was having issues with solids you know eating solid foods okay. so that was one of the red flags um the whole thing with not making eye contact or not you know acknowledging his name or you know what I mean and and, and from my point of view it was like you know damn we were we were you would call him by Machito and he would react and laugh and joke and we went from that to being so blamed he would just look at TV or whatever he was doing, he'll stay stuck on it. He would never, you know what I mean, kind of like look back or react to you. So we lived and experienced that. And like I said, I'm, I am personally not saying that there is any correlation or yeah, any connection with the, with the vaccine. vaccines or anything yeah, like that. Just, but I'm just stating how I felt at the time. That's yeah, what I experienced. Yeah, where you, yeah. you witnessed But you witnessed so much how you felt. Correct. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what, I did not realize it until my family and even, you know, my son's mother, we would actually go through older videos and be like, holy smokes, like, this is crazy, you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then, like I said, everybody, you know, hit the ground running and we took off with it, but, um, yeah, it was, it was tough in the beginning, it was tough. So, what, what kind of, what kind of, like, what, what were the kind of, like, the first steps, like, what kind of treatments did you have to do for stuff like that? Like, looking back, or at least thinking back, um, or maybe not back then, but, like, kind of stuff you do now, you know, to continue improving we got him we got him all the therapies he needed that was i remember that was one of the first things you know one of the first steps we took um when we went to the mailman center we we there was something that showed it popped up in his um in his gene that it was like it's a little deletion but they were actually um if i'm not mistaken um there was du- i don't know if it was duchene and I know I, I can't remember the names. I would have to look it up as well. Yeah, yeah. Probably, they're, yeah they're, they're, they're both they're both muscle muscle related you know diseases that, that you know the doctors were basically telling me that one of them my son wasn't going to live past ten years old and the other one was past eighteen years old. So they were both catastrophic. I found that out at the same time I found out my son was autistic. Wow. So my experience with the whole beginning was steps so was rough. rough. Correct. Yeah, it, it must be super hard hearing the fact that. Yo, your kid might not make it past ten or past eighteen. Correct. Just hearing that alone, hearing that me hearing that right now, I feel horrible hearing that. Cause yeah. imagine would, being imagine being the parent. Bro. Yeah, imagine being the, the child, parent of the child. The doctor's telling you a doctor, you know, somebody you when you think about it, it's like yeah, respectable like authority, right? right? Like somebody that, that knows what they're talking about, they tell you, yeah, no, your kid's not gonna live past whatever age. You're like, cool. Yeah. What? Yeah, that, that's that's a whole. So I, that's what I was dealing with. To me, the autism was so much in the back burner. It's not that I was ever in denial. It was just, you know, I was worried about something else. Correct. I was dealing with the stresses of that in everyday life. Because at the time, I mean, I was working a hundred hours a day. I mean, sorry, a hundred hours a week, 
you know, I was trying to support my family. Yeah, like 20, 20, 19 years old, bro. Yeah, I was actually, my son was, I was 21 when my son was born, but, you know, I, you know, I left my parents' house when I was 19, and, you know, ever since then, I mean, like I said, it's just been, it's, it's, it's been grinding, you know, that, that whole beginning stage. It's a grind, bro. Like, you know, you gotta, it's an everyday grind where you got to learn a new thing every day. And parenting is 10 times that. Yeah. Like that. You want to like get into that, like parenting? Like no, we can parenting. What you know, as far as we can stay on topic with the yeah. whole autism. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you got outside people like, oh, they're picking out little. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. Like, 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 yeah. You gotta, like sometimes you just gotta be like, yo, I, I can't really do that to him. Or you gotta understand. Yeah, it's not. It's not that he's my creole. It's just. It's just that you know, there's there's others. You have to deal with the situation differently than you know with somebody. I'm, I'm tough as shit, man. Yeah, I'm tough on them. I don't necessarily, you know, this handicap. You, you can't handicap. handicap. You can't, yeah, exactly. You cannot handicap anybody. You can't. Because at the end of the day, life is tough, bro. And yeah, correct. As you as, you, as it grows up, you know, there's gonna be people out there that don't care yeah, if you have autism or not. You know, yeah, you gotta and, perform. And, and people are gonna treat you yeah. a certain life, way you just from how perform. you how you perform, how you act, how how you interact with the world. Absolutely. So if you, if your child is never ready for the hard realities of life. And they've been, you know, in a little bubble this whole time where everything is rainbows and trophies. When they get out there and they're like, the everyone's a winner. Every, yeah. every, everybody's <laughs> a winner. Hey, we spoke about it. I said, Junior's just like us. Because we grew up in that time, you know, when we were in five and six. No, if you didn't play good, you never got the you stars in the, the hat, bro. Absolutely. You didn't get the yeah, star. Bro, when I first started playing with Eric Flyers, I played hard with my first game. I didn't get a star. I, I saw everybody get something. I'm like, Okay, I gotta start playing good. I gotta start doing something. It triggered. It triggered. Yeah, it triggered. It triggered that competitiveness to win. To everyone, everyone gets a star. <laughs> everyone gets a trophy just for competing, just for participating. And I don't yeah. agree with that shit whatsoever because I strongly disagree. Exactly. I don't agree with that shit at all. You gotta understand if you're not participating, if you you participate, but if you're not contributing to this win. You're not getting shit. Absolutely. People need to be ready for the hardest. And if you lost, you're going to get no pizza. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was the same way. You guys lost? Go home. Yeah, go. I mean, like, I, I, hey, I we, we ain't running, we ain't running to like I see that no more, bro. I see, I see it now. You know, with the kids, you, you do, you do develop a soft heart for it. You know, every you cheer for everybody. You make the little bridges at the soccer games. Yeah, cute. but I still disagree with the whole. Everybody gets a, you know first place trophy. But you gotta, do, you gotta bring out those little, I bro, those little I starters out, bro. Well, listen, well, my, well, my boys at home, you know, it's it's tough because you know we're they're being raised amongst a lot of women. Yeah, you know, predominantly women, so. It's kind of tough, especially when they catch you doing something like making them go at it type of thing. <laughs> but that's the best thing. Go at it, bro. That's there was, there was, there was a point we had, no, it, as far as basketball, we had the little playmate things. I used to have, like, my son's cousin. I have a little cousin of mine. He's um, my son's age, maybe like eight months. Yeah. Six, whatever it is, eight months older than my son. But he's a, he's a big kid. He's stocky, strong, you know. He he's like my son's caretaker. How about that? Like okay. he Yeah, he takes care of my son like no other. I love, it's amazing. Kid gets on my nerves because he does a lot of shit that's kind of like you can't whoop his ass, so it kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I feel, I feel it's one of those. Bro. But there was a point in time where I used to always have him dunk on my son, or I try to have my son dunk on him, or you know, yeah, I, I try to yeah. keep it like that, but at the same time, it's kind of like you know, grown up with women, it's kind of like, oh no, okay, no pelean, or you know, don't yeah, do this. Don't don't them don't on. Sure. Them. When I was younger, I had two little cousins, bro, they were brothers, and we we're just telling yo, throw hands, fight, and bro, they would go at it, bro, they would go at it, bro, one. Once older than another one, the fucking kids would go bang, bang, fucking hit each other, bro. 
and they'll be like, yeah, we separated. All right, that's good. That's all I was, good. I grew up with two older cousins, so they always kicked my ass. So yeah. I was always, but at the same but time, all, we were all, me and Chris were always the fucking people. And like, um, my cousin William were like, yo, Golito, Pepito, fight <laughs> right now or wrestle. And they'd wrestle each other, bro. One kid will choke slam another kid, and then they'll just box. Bro, kids, <laughs> kids need to get down and dirty, bro. Kids nowadays are super just on a screen the whole time, right? Yeah, bro. They, are, they don't have that. They don't have what we had. How, how do you know? Like, so what do you think about that, about like kids being on screens all the time versus being more athletic, athletic and, you know, doing something? How does that help with like the autism? Like, is it better for the kids to just be home? On a screen tranquilo or pushing him out there you know pushing him out uh, there. Uh, to, you know to push his boundaries, push his boundaries yeah, yeah i would say push his boundaries yeah. unfortunately though we do we are in a time where it's like perfect example you know i got two little boys living in my house with me um you know one's 10 one's six well my son is actually six and he's with us every morning his mom mm-hmm. drop him off you know we get him ready for school and all that in the mornings the other two you know on laptops or ipads you know, even if I tried or even if my mother would try to get my son not to want an iPad, it's like first thing he wants is like, oh, where's my iPad? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're all on. You know what I mean? I try to smack him in the back of the head. Because that's the thing is, uh, the things I've seen They're other kids, by, by yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a natural, it's a natural thing seeing other kids now just being on iPads everywhere. Yeah, technology naturally, you know, it's kids so are going to adopt technology fast, right? It's fun, it's entertaining, you know, but... Parents need to start stepping in, be like, "Hey, how about we go outside and play some sports? You know, get some physical activity in, than just screen time because it's easier for a parent to just, hey, Kayate, or just be quiet yeah. for a while. Here's and, a screen, and that's and what I feel like most parents there. do. Most parents just be like, "Yo, just sit there, sit in the corner. Here's your iPad. I'll tell you what, it's, it's a Miami good. lifestyle thing because if you think mm-hmm. about it, we all work crazy amounts of hours. We all, you know, get caught up in everyday living and moms and dad or whoever. You know, you gotta cook." get the kids ready well let's start from the beginning you know what I mean like for example in my household it's like my mother carries a lot of weight my father helps out my sisters my sister lives a block away but I see that she comes in the mornings just to make sure that the boys mornings are going smooth and yeah. neither one of them neither one of the three boys are her or hers, hers. Her, yes. not her you know that she didn't birth them or none of that it's just like I said it takes a village to raise a kid so we all kind of pitch in but you know it, it, it does get you know it's, it's kind of hard if you think about it like you know, I get out of work, for example, we'll talk about it any given Wednesday. The kids, you know, the two little ones have soccer practice. We get out of work. The boys get out at 2 o'clock. They all want their hour break. If you try to take their hour break, is is the <laughs> autistic <laughs> one, the non-autistic one, the older one, everybody's throwing They're tantrums. They're on the ship. The ship everybody's throwing tantrums. You know what I mean? So you got to give them their little hour. Then, you know, if I get out of work a little early, yeah, I agree because I was like that as well, bro. Fuck like, yeah, who wants to do it? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, not even because when cause we played baseball growing up, my dad, when he got home from work, we always had a sub schedule. I knew what time he was getting home from work, and I told him, all right, we're going, well, he would tell me we'll go to practice at six. And every day at six o'clock, we went to the field and practiced. And if I didn't get that six o'clock fucking time, bro, I'd be out at that field, upset, super pissed because. I didn't have that time to chill. If my dad got home early, he'd want to go practice. Again, you know, you're home, you're tired from work, and you just want to go get it done. Yeah, our parents are troopers, bro. They did it, bro. They did every single day, day yeah. in, day out. Shout out to our parents. parents. Yeah, yeah, bro. Shout yeah. out to our parents. Not, 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 they, yeah, we were blessed. We were they grinded parents. out every day on that one, bro. Yeah, so, yeah. so what is what is what is it like? Back to autism and stuff like that. Like, what what is it like to like? How do you go about like okay you know if your child has a certain type of boundaries like let's say he 
doesn't like going outside or he doesn't like running or something. I don't know. You know, or like 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 uh, loud noises or loud noise or something. How do you go about trying to push those boundaries? Like, what do you, what would you do? Or like, what do you do now? Loud noises is a good one because that's one of the ones that does affect him the most. But it's crazy because it's it, it depends. It really honestly depends on him. Like, he'll be at a party and the other kids are playing. He's running around. And nothing is wrong. Everything is you know he's yeah, groovy. Like fireworks yeah. or something like that. Fireworks do scare him. The the banging and all that do scare him. Um, we put most on him this past year. And I sat in my work truck, and I had the time of my life with him inside. He was cracking up. He fell in love with the colors. It was his yeah. first real experience because normally he would be so scared he'd want to be in or it would take him to the Mylander Park and do it, but from the car because he didn't want to be outside and hear the big banging. And even in the car, he would kind of cover his ears or whatever. Yeah. So as far as pushing their boundaries, um, I kind of just let it be. You know, I mean, we're Cuban. Yeah. Hispanics throw parties every other goddamn week. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we let it ride. You know, we'll get to a party and does it bother him? Fuck it, the kid's doing good. You know what I mean? But he has his days, man. It's, it's like all of us. Sometimes we want to, you know, deal with people. Sometimes like, you know, you fuck them. You know exactly. what I mean? Or sorry for that, but no, no, no that's great. Cool, we meet girls on here all the time. Well, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's it's it's, it's a lot. It's a lot like that. And yeah, as the, the older my son gets, you know, is like I said, a lot. It's borderline. It's funny because I catch myself like I'm, you know, I'm I'm over analyzing type of person. Like I'm very analytical. I kind of like pay attention and trying to see things. I've yeah. always been that way. Baseball, racing, whatever the case is, everything in my life, I overanalyze everything. And um, the little fucker sometimes is kind of borderline, you know, asshole-ish or autistic. <laughs> like, what are we today, buddy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it's, it, he walks a fine line. He has a, his his sister's. He's getting. He's starting to learn that. Show. He's starting to learn that. Okay. Yeah. I could get past yeah, this yeah, much. Absolutely. And I could walk this line, yeah. and I could move a little bit left, and I can move a little bit right. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where we're at. You know, what I mean, as far as him. But I think like all comes with age, though, man. It all comes with age. You know, you yeah, start learning new things, and you start saying, you know, fuck it, I could I could do this a little bit, and then I not can like do yeah, like not do you it. know, like everybody goes to as you get older, you start pushing the yeah, boundaries, you start pushing the boundaries just a bit, like how we they were with our parents, yeah, with our, like when our parents would tell us not to go out. Or climb the tree at HA. Or yeah. <laughs> don't climb that tree at HA. Bro, that was the hangout yeah, spot. We're always up there. Yeah. We're always there. We get caught, have to get down, they disappear, we go right back up. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the same shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it, it's been it's been it's it's been cool, you know. I'm not gonna say like I've enjoyed every minute of it because it sucks to see your kids. Sometimes you feel like you know, you feel certain ways like, damn, what the fuck's going on? Like what can I do for him? You yeah. know what I mean? But at the same time it's like is, is to me at least the way I try to take it and I don't you know I don't over I try not to I'm not stress everything but um that's my father's genes I could thank him for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like I just kind of let him it's a day by it's a day to day thing you know what I mean I yeah. mean he, he lately we just swapped schools but his previous school and you know not to name names or anything but he was getting six homework pages a night and then I already you know what I mean 30 minutes or 45 minutes I already the kid by the time five six o'clock rolled around, he was done. Like yeah. he, he, if he, if if yeah, he was a little more disrespectful, mentally exhausted, exhausted, though. mentally yeah. exhausted, and, yeah. and he was just throwing fits. And you know, we recently just swapped them out of you know from that school. And we put him in another school. That school actually, the principal, everybody, they they behaved amazing with us. You know what I mean? Like that, I could say I, we've we haven't had a bad experience. The old school or new school? The old school. The old and school. the new school received those okay. arms open type of deal. The old school, the principal behaved amazing with us. Um, his teacher as well, I like to say, I feel, I, I only met her once, mm -hmm. but I like to say that, you know, she did look out for my son as much as she could. And, and I think, you know, when it comes to, to, to any kid with a special needs, it takes, 
you know, at home we give them X amount of love, but you know, if their works work or their school or whatever the case is, if they're not being treated such, you know what I mean, they kind of regress a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, that that's one thing I can give that we were blessed that my son hadn't had he, he was having kind of traumatic, you know, his first month or two of school were kind of traumatic because they there were like no tolerance tolerance school or whatever, so whenever he'll misbehave, we we're getting called every other day. Like yeah. my, my mother had to, luckily my mother lived not too far so my mom could pick him up from school yeah, that's but tough, we dealt bro. with that for a little yeah, bit yeah it's tough man you gotta understand like, you know, this is there's, there's, one there's, thing there's I think cases the kid's not misbehaving because he wants to yeah, I know, because just, he doesn't know how to behave well it's just because you know like you said like, they get stimulated in a different way and then they don't know how to handle that exactly and, you know and things things happen one yeah. of the things I heard about you know and, and like I said it's not a to me I'm, I'm, I'm not a tele, I'm not a problematic person so I'll never make it a big deal but if you, you were all normal regular people. If yeah, four or five, normal. yeah, four or five people approach you at the same time and corner you, how are you? How are you gonna react? Yeah, if you no, corner a line, what's gonna happen? Exactly. No, no, of course. If exactly. I got four or five people cornering me, and you don't understand, you don't understand why these people are doing it. You're not familiar with these people. Correct. You know, yeah. you're like, what? what, what Yo, it's just my son, my experienced that once or twice in the school, and luckily, like I said, these people, you know, they didn't, they meant no harm. But they didn't. But they didn't have the resources yeah. to really, you know what I mean. So we so, understood all of that. We all worked together. We, we everything got done. You know, now I, I want to say at a timely fashion. I think things got and, done. And that's really the big thing about awareness, right? It's like the reason for it is to that for teachers and other people to be aware of how to deal with certain things yeah. with certain people. Not everybody. You can't approach, you know, a autistic kid or anybody for strangers, you know, head on, head on and then expect them to act the way you yeah. wanted them to. I said, no, this. You know these people are going to act different like anybody else that is being cornered by four oh, strangers of course, of course. they're exactly. going to act out they're going to you know not calm down who's going to be calm in a situation like that mm-hmm. so they need to be aware that it's like okay you know we got to have the resources and the training of okay you know this child is autistic or this child is somewhere on the spectrum whether high functioning or low functioning you know we should do this we should do that that's not attacking you know four people well, I'll, again, I like to shout out my son's mother, you know what I mean, because yeah. she's always been very on top of the ball. So, you know, a lot of the things that we experienced, you know, were, were kind of expedited as far as like the school situation goes, you know, like the principal, there were things that she was saying, we've had, you know, meetings where we're in there and I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> practically lost, you know, they're, yeah. they're talking, throwing around big terms, I'm like, well, like, that's not a 1,000 and that's not <laughs> breaking, you know, they get to a corner. If I was put in that situation, I'd just be like, uh, sorry guys, I'm oh, so, in a different spot. Nah, absolutely. I'm thinking so, about tonight's baseball game or, <laughs> or tonight's football game or the basketball game tonight. Oh, I'm not thinking lost. about what's going on. Bro. I was lost this shit, bro. But but luckily, my son's mother was you know on her on her shit. Like yeah. she was on you know P's and Q's. You know every, she was she was on it. You know what I mean. So yeah. the principal acknowledged that you know the, the the counselor acknowledged that we had a meeting with board members and all kinds of stuff and they all acknowledged that and it was a great feeling you know what i mean like like i said it was it was it was awesome it was good yeah, getting the support yeah so so one big question i have is like what kind of treatments do you do for like oh, like autism like how like how do you like progress them from like an early age to like deal with like different sensations that's a, that's a great question we're all we're all we're all athletes here so i'm yeah. a, i'm a practically or best say coaching you know what i mean like in, in honesty is is you know he's got a bunch of therapy therapists that work with him one-on-one you know to me the way i like to look at it because i'm an athletically inclined yeah. person i think yeah. of coaching 
Yeah, like these okay. people are showing my son there is no cure for autism. Yeah, there's only showing him how to be a better him, mm -hmm. which is practically any parent's goal. And to the, practice and to practice, you know, they teach him. They right now they're teaching him ways how to cope when he has a meltdown. They you know they're teaching him how to cope with it. Right now, my son's biggest issue is his behavior. You know what I mean? So we got you know everybody's working around the clock, helping him with that situation. I feel like he's doing good. You know, there's things. Excuse me. There's things that he does at school sometimes, and like one of the things where like him running away. That I mean, honestly, I mean, my son will take two steps from me, and I'll be like, you know, I'll tell him, oh yeah, and he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll know, he'll, he'll know, he'll, he won't really, you know, try me. But there are times where he'll try to run from me and run around like the couch. So you know, on, on school ground, it does, it, it can be dangerous or whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So like I said, man, it's it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's, 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 that, that reminds me of us. Fucking memory when there's I had a kid in my class, bro, ran off of school grounds, bro. That's dangerous. I'm in fourth grade, bro, and this kid ran out of school grounds, bro. Imagine, man, especially when you're <laughs> like with autistic, because you yeah. know, like they they're feeling some type of stress or some stress. type of sensation that they don't man. know how to handle. They want to like, just get away first, from it. No, logical thing is get away from yeah. it. I want to get away from here to get back to my normal thing. It's fight or flight. Exactly. They get that flight. You know, it was, it was get away from there. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, like I said, man, but at least he understands that fight, fight or flight. Let me not fight. Let me just get away from the situation. That's, that's a good. That's a good quality to have. Borderline, because my yeah. son being a like mama suelta. Like, lately, yeah, yeah, bro. Lately, he's he's kind of like being a like mama suelta. So we're we're correcting that before it does become an issue. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, like I said, back to the whole. You know, it's definitely a coaching thing. They're teaching him how to be better. Uh, I mentioned the whole. No, man, you could be the next UFC fighter, bro. I shit, I wouldn't know it. <laughs> Same difference. Whatever I like my son in the backyard shows interest when I'm at least you know, there's times where I'm back there with him. Yeah. He'll grab a basketball and hit four or five jumpers in a row with obviously the little playmate thing. Yeah. But he'll hit four or five jumpers like little fucking look at that. You know? <laughs> yeah, bro. Exactly. exactly. Like, bro, like we were talking about, no handicapping, right? Not like, handicapping, bro. Like, whatever he's interested in, that's for 100%. Right now he's exactly. in a little panic about, you know, riding bike without training wheels, but we're working on it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but everybody has fears, right? Everybody has fears. Everybody has fears. So that's, a, that, you know, Yes, he might be autistic, but that's also a normal thing. You know? Absolutely. Kids have different fears. Some kids are, I'm afraid of heights. You know, I go up in heights. I don't like roller coasters. Bro, I don't like roller coasters. When we were in parasailing, bro, <laughs> we, we were out there, I saw him. I was like, yo, I'm going to be a little fucking parachute flying over the ocean that high. Fuck that. Honestly, <laughs> I wish I would have gone with you guys on that parasailing. we did it. Right? Uh, uh, but the thing was, but I didn't want to end up like this dude, bro. I didn't want to puke, and I didn't want to. Nah, I don't want to feel I, like I'll that. I'll tell you what. I, that's the first time I experienced it, and like I said, I, around that time I was going through a rough stage in my life. So that that weekend was awesome. <laughs> I didn't even have it. The first I'm scared of heights too, so bro. That that was. But well, we did it. That's it. You overcame our fears. You know that's normal. You're you're. I only did it because you did it. So you went back out. I was like, I can't look like a bitch in front of this guy, bro. Oh man. I'm easily influenced by the people around. Rick said that, so I'm definitely. You know, you went up. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna have to go up. Yeah, so even though you know your 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 son is autistic, that doesn't mean anything. You know, it's just it's normal. He has a fear of, of falling, a fear of getting hurt. That's, yeah, that's a normal thing, right? So it's like, you know, it's it's just, just deal with it like any like anything else, bro. It's probably just like any other kid more than just, what a normal person, quote unquote, would would feel. Because we all feel like that, but it's just escalated a tad bit more. Yeah, different and sensations. That's different sensations. That's what it is. And that's what I think it is. Not knowing how to understand. That they feel, 
that they don't feel comfortable with. And then knowing how to handle it. And not yeah. knowing how to handle it. That's what we're We're trying to teach them how to, you know, like, how to cope. Yeah, when, yeah, when you feel cope. this type of way, it's like, understand that you're feeling this, but, you know, you can't do this or that. You, yeah. This is how you handle it to make this go away. You know, it, it, that's, that's like, you know, how to, how to rationalize the, the, the emotion, the thought, the, the sensation, whatever, and then and how to how to, how to, how to roll yeah, no, so you guys want to jump into the next topic yeah we'll jump into uh, <laughs> how, well not how but people raising kids gender neutral i don't see any benefit in that and we're following that generation where everyone's feeling offended and this is where the raising gender neutral kids is coming out of because people feel offended and i i just don't get it like why not let your three or four or even your not even your newborn because he's not going to know what he is but once he's one two years old five ten already, even you know, yeah even ten years old they're going to start understanding yo what am i am i a boy or a girl why are my parents telling me why is this a whole big secret what are your guys <laughs> thoughts on that <laughs> um, i wonder what are your guys thoughts on that so the way i feel is like you're saying like if you know, as a kid, you believe whatever your parents tell you, right? You you think whatever they tell you is one hundred percent true. They can tell you the sky is is purple, and you're like, yo, the sky is purple because my dad said the sky is purple. You can't tell Monica. <laughs> <laughs> no, my can't. mom, purple is definitely purple. Purple is <laughs> her thing, bro. She loves the color purple. The Rockies, the Beepers, <laughs> shit, the Beepers, bro. That was a long time ago. So, you know, as a, as a kid, whatever your parents tell you, you believe to be 100% true. So if these pa- if these parents start raising their kids gender neutral or pushing them more towards, you know, the opposite gender of what they are, you know, if it's a boy and you're telling them, oh, yeah, you know, you can wear a, a girl's dress or, yeah, you can do this as a, what things that girls normally do, you know, they're going to start believing that that's the normal behavior and then uh, 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 adopt those behaviors and then... They start, oh, now they start thinking, oh, okay, so the kid likes playing with dolls, likes wearing dresses, but you told him at the beginning that that was okay, okay. so now he's adopted that behavior, and now you're saying, oh, no, my kid's trans. My kid needs a sex change. My kid needs to be on puberty bloggers. And that all falls on the parent, though, because the moment a kid starts saying, yo, I I feel this way, when you raise a kid gender neutral, they're they're still not going to know what they are. Exactly, right? So if a kid's playing with a doll... He doesn't know what it, if that's a girl or if it's a boy. He's just playing with it. Nobody's and then the parent is just like, yeah. The parent's looking at it like, he's playing with a girl. I get to choose his gender. And that's where, that's what I feel about raising kids gender neutral. The parent wants to select what gender the baby is. If they're not happy with having a boy, they're going to force that boy to be a girl. If they don't like a girl, they're going to force that girl to be a boy. And I don't, I can't really fully agree on raising a kid gender neutral like that, man. Me personally, I don't have any friends or anybody, any, I don't really know anybody that's going through that, they're, that are raising a child gender neutral. But I kind of feel like, you know, as far as raising them gender neutral, it's, it's, it's a parent thing, you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't force your kid to be or do anything, you know, when it comes exactly. to Exactly. Perfect example, my son. I wish the fucker would have liked baseball. You know what I mean? Or motorcycles. But it's the complete opposite. Just like... Let's give him time, bro. If my son would have played with dolls, 
personally, I would have been like, Devinga, you know, yeah, like, yeah, personally. Yeah, exactly. But, but at the end of the day, it's like we all speak of, that's still your child. So, yeah, yeah I teach them right from wrong. Absolutely. I just think the whole gender neutral thing is more, you know, is a touchy yeah. subject. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to offend none of our. No, no don't no, even no, worry no, about no, it. This is right. You've already warned our, our podcast fans and our listeners. This right here. If you feel offended, this podcast isn't for you, so you're able to say whatever you want. Okay, so yeah, I have your opinion. We have ours. They might not agree, but it's our opinion. Absolutely. So I'd say I definitely say there's a couple of whacked out people out there (laughs) that see a kid playing with a girl doll and be like, "Damn, I want my kid to be." You know, my father would come when I was four or five. I used to play Barbies with my sister. I used to be can, and then when my sisters went around, my little perverted ass was doing. You know. Yeah, me too. I was doing the same thing. You know, so my father would walk in. I was playing with a Barbie. She would have broke. And that didn't mean that you were transgender or anything like that, right? So, like, one thing I want to say is that, you know, if you raise your kid as a boy, right? Like, you raise it according to the gender that it was born as, right? Because the big thing that they want to do is they want to de-associate gender and sex. They want to make, they want to make it different, right? So, like, yeah, it's like, no, it's the same thing. You're born with a gender. Gender is not human-made. We didn't decide what's a boy and what's a girl. No, we're biologically a man or a female, a male or a female. You know, there's no, there's no going around. They can't go around the Yeah, no, people are, trying to, people are trying to change the science around and say, yeah. and then, all right, just because you got a penis doesn't mean you're a boy. If you raise a boy or you're a girl. And I, I kind of understand what they're trying to get to because I'm a very understanding person, but I can't get around that concept. Like, yo, from the beginning of times, a boy is a boy, a girl is a girl. You cannot tell me that you're a girl and you got a fucking dick. Alright, you but, can't but tell me that. Alright, no, let's say... If you feel right. like it, you're transgender, that's I'm, a good I'm not problem, saying that transgenders shouldn't exist, right? They, that's their own problem, right? No, that's their they own problem. They want to choose. all a psychological right. problem correct. that they have. Right. Correct. And I can't, I can't bash on it, I won't, I won't bash on it, but it's all a psychological problem. But you can't tell me, yo, I'm a girl because I, I, I want to be a girl. I'd still call you a fucking guy. That, that, that's different that's like adults right that's interactive but when it comes to kids right yeah so when it comes to kids if you have a son and you raise him as a boy because he was born a male if this kid is transgender and later on in life I know I feel like I'm a girl and I want to be a girl later on in life when this kid grows up and he still feels this way he has the right to go and do his thing and become a female right but I don't think that we should take that choice away from them at a, at a young age and just assume that a kid understands the consequences of what that really means. I right? agree. Because when you talk to a seven-year-old or a ten-year-old, are you a boy or a girl, they can easily say anything. They don't, yeah. they don't really understand, understand. Yes. the consequences of saying, taking, I am a girl. That's the parents they taking their will away from the kid. That's how I feel. The, the, the parents are taking the will away from their kids. Like, yo, what do you, you want to be? It's like, oh, I don't know. And then they start dressing up however what's they want. Something, what's something yeah. that we've always heard about when we're kids? Kids are sponges. They absorb everything. Average, so yes. if you're telling them that they're a female or you're telling them they should be a female or they should be a male and we should do this puberty blocker stuff and we should transition you, they're just going to be like, okay, sure, okay. They don't know yeah. what's really happening. Yeah, and you know they don't understand the consequences in later, later in life. So if they are transgender, that's fine. You know, they can, they have whatever other treatments that exist, you know, 
go to psychologists, learn how to deal with it, and if they, as they, if, get, older. As they get older, Correct. and you know, but nothing chemically that can enhance them, right? They're still gonna be biologically fine. They're not gonna be pumped with any chemical. Let them keep growing up, you know, understanding, okay, you are a trans, you know, that's fine. If you wanna dress like a boy or you wanna dress like a girl, you know, that's up to you. But, but not, nothing chemically inducing into the body that's gonna have some kind of biological effect on them, right? Yeah, which I can agree. I, 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 actually, I disagree with the whole, you know, actually what you guys were telling me about. What was it? The, the puberty, the puberty, puberty blockers. blockers. That, yeah. That's mind blowing. That's, that's crazy. That's right? actually, you're, you're chemically castrating your seven year old son, which is or your seven year old daughter. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's things that they need to feel as they grow up. Sensations, yeah, they, they sexual be, sensations exactly. as they grow through. As their, they grow, they might change yeah. their their thought, yeah. right? Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. It's like they might they might not get, ever get that thought process changed if you changed them chemically when they're young. So then when they never hit puberty. They don't really understand that boy might never understand what oh you know what it feels like to be aroused when they look at a woman you know you know they don't they're not gonna get those situations when their their penis and you know their testicles don't develop properly because they never hit puberty their balls are literally never gonna drop yeah no they're not gonna be producing semen you know like you'll be kind of surprised man like look there's a there's a case out there where the judge had overturned the case, thank God, because I would have felt bad for the seven-year-old boy. Yeah, but briefly from the, brief from the beginning, that, that doesn't, that doesn't know. know. There's the case out there for, I forgot his name, save, save uh, someone's penis, save the kid's penis. <laughs> That's what, exactly what it is. <laughs> what? They, they have it out there, save the boy's name, save his, save his penis. <laughs> okay. And that's people that think like us, the yeah. LGBTQ fam family or their culture, they wanted him to transition to a girl because the mom wants him to transition as a girl. It shouldn't be the mom's the decision. Mom, no, it shouldn't. It's should 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 14, 15, yes. What do you think? It's a 7-year-old yeah. 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 boy. His mom dresses him as a girl every time he is with her. The parents are separated. They're getting a divorce and they're trying to see who gets full custody or who gets custody of the child. And every time the boy's with the mom, she dresses him up as a girl. And gives him a different name. Yeah, gives everything. him a different name. It takes a, I don't know what his real name. Yeah, is. I don't remember his real name. But they changes his name to Luna. That's his yeah. female name. And the, when he's with the dad, he dresses as a boy. He plays sports. He talks about boy stuff. Does boy stuff. And the jury voted on the mom having custody and transitioning the kid because the mom wants it. The dad was seven year old. The dad was pun was being punished to. Pay for the transition and be okay with what's going support. on. You know, it's a support. You know, it's a support. Your kid gonna that you know because of that, no because yeah, of the fucking the and the craziest thing is the mother is a fucking doctor, bro, a fucking doctor. So she she should know her shit. So she has to understand. You would assume. You would assume. You would assume. You would assume she knows her shit and understands things because she's a fucking doctor. But apparently not, bro. I'd fucking revoke her fucking certificate of fucking being a doctor. I'd be like, yo, give me your, give me your shit. You're fucking crazy, license. License. No, the, 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 the jury, shit, so like you were saying that the jury gave the right to the mom. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Right? Which think is crazy. about it. There's Nobody so should have agree with this woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all these people agree that this kid at seven years old should transition. And that's completely okay. And then, but the judge 
got overturned. Got overturned it because overturned he, the, rule. the dad had video evidence, right? He was recording his son and just asking him basic questions like, what are you? Are you a boy or are you a girl? He said, I'm a boy. Do you like girls? Yeah, I like girls. You know, um, and then uh, other other questions like, what, what do you do with your mom? Or, or why do you wear dresses? Because my mom puts them on me. So he, it, it was showing that he was only behaving certain ways because he was trying to please his parent. So he was dressing like a girl and doing girl things because that's what his mom asked him to do. And as a kid, you don't want to get in trouble. You want to do whatever your right, parents tell you. Yeah. So, so, you, so you're, if your mom is telling you this is okay to do and she's telling you to do it, you go and do it, right? Yeah. But does it mean that you identify or how can you, how can adults take a kid's choice of I identify as this or that at seven years old, at yeah, ten can't, years old. I've always been around kids, and you know, I got my oldest godson, the one that I'm, you know, he's living with me right now. Um, you know, he's ten. He's a very wise ten-year-old. You know, what I mean, he's ten going on fifteen, and the kid's just, you know, well, well aware of his surroundings, and he's just he's up. You know, if the yeah. kid were to tell me something like whatever, okay, I, I, from him, I'd have to swallow it and be like, okay. You know what's our next step you know what yeah. i mean but as far as yeah, anybody no, picking anything that. for any child then again this is this is up for discussion yeah. you know what i mean it's, but and even if the kid does say right i'm a transgender he, but he's seven years old ten years old he's, and he says i want to be a girl supporting right? your child is one thing choosing for your child is but, even, but even, even if your kid did say that right even if your kid did say at the age of 10 11 whatever i want to be a girl or i want to be a boy how can you say okay let's do that you don't this kid it's like saying if you if you say that you can allow kids to decide their gender right and have a full operation puberty blockers all these all these chemicals all these processes to do that because you believe that a 10 year old or 11 year old knows what they're talking about might as well let them vote right why don't why don't kids vote because they're, they're not mature yeah, enough, right? That's, that's you have to be Very 18, right? 18 is when you're somewhat mature enough to go out there and vote for political debates. We don't let kids do that, right? We don't let kids yeah. drive. We don't let 10-year-olds drive. We don't let kids drink. What do you do with that 10-year-old? You know, you love this kid to death, and they tell you something like that. You know, okay, you know, like, let's say you don't you show support it, man. No, but I'm saying not showing support. What happens if that kid at 14, 15 starts popping grandma's pills because he won't, he no longer wants to exist because he feels like he should have been a girl. Right, so, so I understand, right? So if if my kid were to say, yo, I'm a girl or I'm a boy, right? Okay, that's what you're saying, right? Take your therapist. You know, have you deal with the process? Uh, truly understand what it is that you're saying. Talk to experts. You know, yes. that give you some type of therapy yes. to make you understand. Do you know Great what point. you're really saying? Like, do you know what this really means? You know, but never take any full step to actually don't transition. Skip, yeah, don't skip there. Transition. Don't just you jump into transition. Into things that take, after after the talk to, ther- the talk to therapist, talk to psychologist. You know, that's that shouldn't always be step why, one. Why are you saying that you're a girl? Why are you saying that you're a boy? You know, why why do you think you behave like that? Why do you think you should you really are where you're where you're biologically at now? You know, and all these questions and, and absorb and you know deal with these questions for extended periods of time and then as this kid gets older and older and if he still believes that this is the way, you know, after all these treatments and discussions feels this way okay then when you're of age you go do what you want you know you don't 
But that's not what I don't agree with is a kid says I'm a girl, and tomorrow they want to start pumping him with chemicals. Yeah, that's, that's it's like how can there's you, a, how there's can a you step missed that. You there should, oh, there should be steps. Face value, you have to assess Even the doctor, situation. Doctor should be that should be the first step. Doctor should say like, yo, okay, if you want to transition to a girl, okay, let's go to a therapist first. That's not. Let me not just give you. But the problem. Give, but that's where doctors bring in. It's all money. They they want They're doing it for the money, so they're okay with it because of the money. But if you're a real doctor and you want to help out the community and you want to help out kids and help out parents, do a steps. Go step one, talk to the therapist. Step two, if therapist doesn't work, okay, you know what? You got to deal with it now, you know? I mean, Kid really wants to be a girl because that's how he really, really feels. Because at the end of the day, you got people that feel like they're girls and they're boys. Fuck it, bro. Sometimes you just got to swallow that fucking fat ass pill and be like, okay, you know what? My kid wants to be a girl. And that's what he truly, truly feels inside. We talk to therapists, we talk to professionals. Fine, we'll go on to transition. Well, see, that. personally, I, I've had friends who, you know, through conversation, they're, you know, they're gay, but they felt like at an early age that they, they were like, you know, I was supposed to be a girl. But they never went ahead and, you know, and went they, that route. They, yeah. they, they are gay, you know, they're, you know, yeah. all of that. But they never went ahead and, you know, at 10 years old, their parents didn't take them to go do the whole, that exactly. shit is mine, you know, the whole. But that's, that's this whole new generation, though. It's it's this generation of. It's not the generation, it's this movement of trap of I think it's the parents, stuff, right? Or the parents are, it is, it is a it's, generation. It's a generational thing because it all happened because our parents, if we would have fucking told them, yo, I yeah, feel right. like I'm a girl. Yeah. Yeah, or, if <laughs> or if your mom or your dad saw you wearing your one of your sister's shirts, there was a lot of, it was an ass whooping and an explanation. <laughs> a big First came the ass whooping, then the explanation after, uh, yeah, sure. and then an ass whooping after the explanation. <laughs> At least for me, yeah, oh, that's yeah. how it would happen. Fuck, yeah. So like the, the, I agree with the whole sure. therapist thing, right? That's what you should do. But the also the problem with that is, is that these therapists are all part of this this situation where they don't want to say no, right? They don't want to take a kid and say, hey. You're not a transgender because of this, because of that. You know, you shouldn't feel that way. They don't want to say they want they want, they don't want to discourage the behavior, right? Because if they do, they're 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 transphobic. They're transphobic. And they're, they're something. And so, they get bashed. So the kid, so the, 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 the professionals are instantly like, oh, you said that, you identify as that. We have to take your face, your value. Uh, what's the word? The, the, fate, uh, your, the, word, the word to face the word value. Face just, value. Just because you said it, that's what you are. We can't say no or try to. Dis discourage that behavior. That's that's what this. bro. Like parents need to talk to their kids, bro. Yeah, and yeah, really, I think that's where like, that's, that's the thing, bro. Like I had like on, on was it on? I think yeah, it was on Facebook. I shared uh, uh, a topic of uh, people uh, detransitioning, and our girl was telling me, yeah, man, if I were if I let my child at seven years old. Transition into anything. She transitions transition to a Pokemon. It's fucking true. Like any kids will transition to anything. Yeah, for sure. And the craziest thing sure is that people could I, <laughs> kids could identify as anything they want. If they want to identify as a fucking dog, they identify as a dog. If they want to identify as vampires, I'm a fucking vampire. So what you were saying about what I'll bring up with that and what you said about like you have people that you know are gay or whatever you know they want they identified as something when they they thought they were something when they were younger but then they realized they weren't. Perfect example is I don't know if you know this actress Ruby Rose. No, not familiar. Uh, do you she know? Fine lesbian, bro. Have, you fine. The, have you seen the? Have you seen the John Wick Two? Have you seen John Wick? Take his word for it. Got a lot of tattoos. You know, I've seen John Wick Two. 
No, I haven't. You haven't? I'm familiar with her. Right. But she's an she, actress, right? So she's, she's like, got the looks, but like, yeah, she's got, like, she's just beautiful. Just Google her, so. so. All right, look, that's her, bro. This is her. I'll show you the good, bro. She, she, she's got that She's a well-known actress. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's a. She looks beautiful, bro. I don't know if she's gender fluid or she's. Like. I had someone I could pass off of. Yeah, I could I could date her. Yeah, I, could, I, could I, could I don't know how she identifies it, whether she's like gender fluid, she likes both or whatever. I don't know what her her situation is, right? Her sexual preference. Yeah, her, but point is, she publicly stated that when she was younger, she wanted to transition. She thought she wanted to be a man, right? She never did it, her, or her parents never allowed her to do it. I don't know what the whole situation is, but the point is, she never did it. And as she got older, she realized she didn't have to, right? She was okay with who she was physically and accepted, if I do like women, I'll be with a woman. Yeah. If I do like men, I'll be with, with a man. If, you know, I like a guy that dresses like a girl, you know, I'll be with that too. If, I, yeah. if the girl likes to dress like a guy, and, you know, just ex she accepted herself for what she was and accepted the fact that whatever she liked, was okay. It was up to her. Yeah, and she lives a happy yeah, life. Are jumping never having to transition and doing it. Bro. See, I kind of overlooked. I overlooked. I actually do have a friend of mine. She she was a lady, and she's doing the transgender thing now, and you know whatever. But I mean, messing around. I, I mean, I always stay in contact with her. We don't talk every day. But she was a female transitioning to male. Correct. Correct. And, and it's going well for her. I think. Yeah. You know, I see pictures. I think you know it's going well for her. I do, however, because I'm a fucking jokester, and she, you know she's. She's very cool with me, and you know we joke yeah. around that. But I fuck around with her all the time. Like, <laughs> I, even when she was in the midst of it, you know I always gave her a kiss on the cheek and hugged her because I knew who she was. But yeah. fucking around with her now, I'd be like, hey, listen, don't be walking up to me on a party, and kissing <laughs> me on the cheek, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Grabbing my ass, don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? But um, you know, shout out to her. I know she's going through it. Um, no, she actually I'll, she's uh, loving the experience. That's from you know one of our last conversations. Mm -hmm. She's you know I don't want to say her name or whatnot you know whatever. No, that's, that's, fine. that's fine. But but you know I, I from last I you know I, I from what I have understood is that she's actually she's enjoyed the process. She's going through with it. You know she's I, I think she looks good. And she's know? an adult, right? She, yeah, she's she's of age. She actually just started the training and she's a little bit older than I am. And have you ever asked her like what she what she felt like when she was a kid and like not transitioning from when she was a kid? Or something I think like that? I think the, the the decision came about well after she was 18, 20 years old. If I'm not mistaken, I mean yeah. in detail we never got we were close. She was a friend of the family, you know what I mean. So we never got into detail detail like that. Mm -hmm. You know, at least as far as that that question, I never yeah. asked her. But um, if I'm not mistaken, she decided to become a transgender well after the fact I, I would okay. you know, okay. she, 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 I, she yeah. knew she, she knew she was gay you know okay. I mean? she actually dated a, a close friend of our family as well that's how I actually met her and she came into our family but after that that's when she kind of started the transgender you know transition and that's the correct way to go about it right it is I feel, I feel grown, like she handled it you're growing yeah, yeah. You're like, grown. she was grown she was yeah you don't feel you know you know like how Bruce Jenner did it Tim to Caitlyn Jenner, fucking fifty something years old. He said, "I've felt like this my entire life. I want to be a woman," and he turned right. into a woman. Yeah, bro. You're like you know, fuck it. You can't say publicity stuff. Publicity. That's all. That's all. I agree, right? Like, uh, you want to get back people, in the light, be with the Kardashians and all that shit. Possibly, right, bro. bro. Those people only make money. The off fastest man like in the right? world, bro. <laughs> turn into a fucking woman. How about that? But bro? you know that. The like, that's a kind of, sorry for cutting out. No, that's no. a conversation, or that's a topic for another day. But 
the whole, you know, the becoming a transgender and then, you know, doing sporting events. Actually, we did oh, have a conversation I, about that. We briefly talked about, 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 about that. That's, that's, that's why. But we'll, we'll, make, we'll make another episode we'll make another about this. One. You can come back and yeah, we'll talk about that. Because that's, that's crazy. Yeah, definitely, because we got a lot to say on that one. There's so many things happening, bro. There's lawsuits. There's... There are women trying to I don't know why I brought it up is because of the last thing that happened. I forgot what was the story. It, it just recently happened. Maybe track and field. Was it? I believe it was track and field. Like, possibly, yeah. Like yeah, it was breaking guy records. Was breaking yeah, records. guy. He was un, un blanquito. He was yeah, yeah. yeah little white boy. He little fucking broke boy. records, bro. He, he broke a fucking females record. Yo, you're a guy. Work. I actually have. He's a, not a guy. No, he's <laughs> a fucking guy. He still has a fucking cock. No, so that's the thing, right? Yeah. So, so, so that's the thing. You don't need to have a sex change to be. No, you could identify female. as a female. Once you identify as a female, you're a female. You, you don't ever have to get a sex change to be a female. That is crazy. So yeah, I'm mis- not misinformed. I'm, I'm actually just I don't have I didn't I didn't know that I really didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So in sports or or whatever, just in society in general. I mean, I got a stepdaughter. She's 15 years old. If anybody's gonna ever fight her. Or compete against her, I would hope that at least bare minimum they chopped his nuts off and took his penis and did whatever they had to do. You would think, right? I would think. Want. You but would think. doctors are not required. To doctors aren't eligible or, or aren't able to well, transition. I'll, I'll definitely say that if a guy were to be my stepdaughter in any physical altercation or fuck That's sport, I'm gonna beat the shit out of. No, I'm not suing. I'm beating his nuts. Well, how crazy! Yeah, sue is that to get legal to legally beat a grown ass man fighting a grown ass woman. Yeah, that, that's wild. To me, but this way, in the in MMA, Fallon Fox, a fucking transgender female, fought a regular female, bro, and beat the living shit out of her. That's and nice. cracked the skull open, bro. That's yeah, nice. bro, how crazy. That's stupidity. Like, come on. That shit's crazy. The I think New York commissioners fucked it on that one. On that, on that one, the New York commissioners fucked it on that one, bro. They shouldn't have not allowed that shit to happen. Oh, for sure. For they should have sure. never allowed that shit to happen, bro. You're the commissioner of the MMA League. Can't allow a transgender. Let's get back to the kids. Let's get back to the kids. Yeah. But, so, like, when you when we were saying about that friend that you knew, you know that's that's the proper way to go about it. Yeah. Right? Like you, you. I'll say what. Like, there's no proper way, but I'd say more, more, morally correct. The, the yeah. So, I mean? so, like, so, that's correct, correct, about it because politically politically correct, correct, because correct, scientifically correct, your so. brain is not fully developed until like the age of 25. You're not fully developed, so you're letting these underdeveloped children that have no other power. They've never had children have never had power to decide anything. In all of history, and now you're putting this seven-year-old, ten-year-old, eleven-year-old in power of choosing his own gender and transitioning his entire body in these life-changing altercations that would affect them forever. Uh, you're like, that, that makes that's insanity. To me. It's insanity, but I think what's crazier is the parents that push it. Yeah, the parents that are okay with it. The parents that are thing is that parents are the ones some are our age. Probably 31, 32 years old, and they're pushing it. They're pushing it. So they're in our generation. They're representing our generation. They're fucking allowing this shit to fucking happen, which makes us look like shit. Makes us look to an older generation. You know, these guys, what do we raise? We raised a bunch of shitheads. And this is what's going on now. This is such a big fucking thing that. They're allowing it to fucking yeah, happen. Everybody wants to be politically correct. Nobody everyone wants to say no. Ev- no one wants to say nobody no, and no say, one wants to hey, offend that, anyone. Yeah, no, nobody wants to say, hey, that's wrong. That's the nobody big word. Nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that person to say, I think that's wrong. Yeah, if you want to get anything in life, 
Say I'm offended. Yeah. I'm offended. You got everything handed to you. You, you gotta stop. The yeah, world needs to stop what it's doing because platter, bro. they're offended. And you know, it's not that way. You know, there's everything is up for discussion. You know, we we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, shit for the last episode we made about abortion. Like, oh, you know, you guys are you guys are two guys. You should you shouldn't be talking about abortion. It's like, wait a minute, last time but I they checked, completely forgot that there was a female there. No, there was a female with us. We brought a yeah. female, so you know, have the female perspective. It's obviously important. Yeah, but. So are you are you saying that men it take, doesn't take a man and a woman to make a child? So if it takes a man and a woman to make a child, yeah, trying to, yeah, why does the man have no right no in the discussion? Feminist, you gotta, you know, you gotta like, accept. It. But you know what? At the end of the day, a man still like has to say. Everyone a man still has to say in in whether or not they want to have that kid or not. You know, that's how I feel. It's just everyone should be included in the discussion. There's of a lot of uh, the biggest problems lately is that they want to exclude certain people out of the discussion. Like we're not transgenders. You guys can be part of the transgender. You don't know what it is. Like, you know what's you guys going don't know on. What's going you on? You guys don't have a transgender kid. You're not in the LD, if you don't have LGBTQ. somebody that's transgender around you, you can't. Or if you're not gender fluid, then they won't. You can't talk to. We could talk, but you can't talk anything about them. No, you shouldn't be saying what, what's anything. right and what's wrong. Or if you feel like yo, I, I don't like transgenders, then you're transphobic. I'm transphobic. Megos transphobic because we fall in. You're transphobic. Because we all fall into that category. Yeah, because, because they think if you don't they should be right. equal to us and equal to the females. Just because we don't agree with it doesn't mean we're transphobic. We're just saying, yo, this isn't the right thing to do especially to the kids. Especially when it comes to sports. Yeah, yeah. Especially with sports. Exactly. This isn't the right thing to do to the kids, transition them at such a young age. It isn't right to put them in to do transgenders, to transgender females into sports. It isn't right. You know, you got to understand there's a right and a wrong to everything. And you got to find the right time and when is the right time to See, do that? That's why I like motorcycle racing. You know, because there's women out there who are way more badass than a lot of guys. Yeah, even in NASCAR, you got Danica Patrick, bro. You do, you do. We got we got girls in our in our. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I, that's why I like motocross and I like fucking racing, car racing, and everything. Because you got both genders battling it out. Correct. Battle of sexes, right there, bro. You know yeah, who's the fucking I best. Mean, I, I know, I know, girls. Man. I know girls who are pretty. Get their nails done, toes done, and go race motorcycles. And it's so you gotta introduce me to some of those girls, yeah, bro. Absolutely. Introduce me to some. Hey, let me know when they go up, bro. I go out. I, 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 I want to yeah, meet one it, of those it, girls, bro. I love that shit. Because of the you know the way we are or whatnot, you know, yeah, it is nice to look at. But I also know girls that and they're fast. Some girls are fast, you know. I also know women who get into their own mechanic and fingers all greased up. I love that shit, bro. That's the best part, bro. I've seen it all out there. Yeah, bro. That's that's the main point of this podcast. I met a girl once. She drove a a Mustang that she built from the ground up, bro. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I I was like, man, if I lived in Tennessee and I was staying here for the rest of my life, you would be my wife. I told her that. I told her, you'd be my wife because... But did you get late? (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything on here, but I'm not gonna say anything on here. Shit got a little, got a little hippy, but I told her, yo, if you're, if I stayed in Tennessee, you'd be my wife. Like, you are. She's really pretty. Into cars. She built her own Mustang from the ground up. I like that shit, bro. Cause I like cars, and I, if I could relate to someone like that on that level, I think it'd be better for at least for me. Absolutely. Sure, the whole point of this podcast is just to everything is up for discussion. Any topic, everybody is is allowed to have their opinion and talk about it, and nobody should be shut down. 
like when I confront somebody that I don't agree with, you know, I'm not gonna say, hey, I don't want to talk to you because I don't agree with you. You know, I think this way. Shut up, you're wrong. No, tell me why you think that way. I might not agree with it, but I want to know why. I want to learn from you and want to understand your viewpoint. And then I'm gonna tell you my viewpoint. But, that's that's how, that's how but the community takes offense to us trying to fucking learn for something. No, no, not the community. I think no, the, the whole community, the, the LGBTQ community, takes offense to us trying to get a foot in to understand what they're thinking. I, I, I can bring some on that are very fucking cool human beings. You know what I mean? Like, well, that'd be great, bro. I, I can. And like I said, me personally, my, my biggest thing on that, at least, you know, with the whole LGBT or whatnot, I mean, it's, it's, it's as far as this. is like, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Respect me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I could be around them. I, I got a good friend yeah, of mine. you respect me. I respect you. That's, that's the way I am. Actually, fuck that. I got family. I got cousins of mine that are gay, and, and they respect the fact that when we're around, like, yeah, I mean, fucking hey, we're all drinking, and they get a little flamboyant. It's no big deal. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, it. You know, it's, it's cool. But as long as my cousin's not groping me, grabbing my you know penis or grabbing my ass or something like that, then I yeah. won't have an issue. No disrespect. It's correct. Yeah. Correct. It, it, correct. Don't, don't cross that fucking line. Correct. It, no, it's, it's just respect. Yeah. No, it is. You know, it's it's just respect. respect. Respect is that line. That you Rather you're in a relationship cross. with your child, your friends, yeah. gay or not, family or not. What type of cousins? Discussions. American cousins. They got that American cross from Alabama. Los primos are primos. That's how it should be with discussions too, right? Respect yeah, each other. You know, you might not agree, but have the discussion and talk things out, you know. Talk why do you think that way? It broke. I've had discussions with people, you know, when I was younger, I was very uh you know, I was I was a big Democrat, right? I was I was very to the left. But as I've grown, I've talked to other people and I've changed my mind, not just about that, but about other things as well, right? Other topics that I thought I knew or I thought I thought about something a certain way. But I've learned more about from other people, and they're like, "Oh man, you know, I, I was wrong about that. I don't. You you guys were right about that topic, and you know, I agree with your viewpoint. My viewpoint was wrong, and that's yeah. the only way people and humans in general just can grow. Evolve, can exactly, grow. can grow is understanding and talking to other people, absorbing new information, processing that information, and then coming up with a new with a new uh, viewpoint of, upon that information. But People are closed-minded. They're like, I don't want to hear from you. I don't agree with you, so I don't want to talk to you. How are you ever going to learn? How are you ever going to grow? People can't like, think they know everything. All right, guys, so you guys want to wrap up uh, this topic real quick and then get on to our final thoughts? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, guys, what, what's your final thoughts on raising kids that are neutral and stuff, man? Um, man, I think we covered everything yeah. I've, I've had to say. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, let the kids grow up. You know, let them choose let themselves them choose to themselves when they're of age. You know what I mean. Yeah. If if they are younger, you take them through the whole. You know, seeing a psychologist and you know everything has its steps. So. Yeah, everything yeah, has yeah, its steps. Yeah. Yeah. No, you I both agree. made valuable, you know, valid points. And I agree with you. You know, there should be steps in hand with the doctors. Psychologist, psychologist should be the first step before transitioning. Don't just jump into transition. Yeah. First step, psychologies, psychologist. My bad, psychologist, and then if that. Still doesn't change the kid's mind. Fuck it, fine. Kid really wants to be a girl, but you gotta give it at the right time, though. You yeah. can't just say, okay, my kid's seven year old. He went to a psychologist, and he still wants to be a girl. You can't just start transitioning there. After eighteen, give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Yeah. After eighteen, when you're considering an adult where you could buy cigarettes, 
Fine. Yeah, don't Go don't ahead. jump into directly into giving him chemicals and blocking his puberty and all this stuff that's gonna you know change him for the rest of his life that you don't know how it's gonna what kind of effects it's gonna have if he wants to stop doing that stuff later on. You know, so that's what I think about it. You know, tell everybody where they can find you or you know what they, what they, what they should know about your racing career. Yeah, the, my my Instagram I'm, I'm Alex underscore and underscore Jr. or um. Chris underscore M four thirteen on Instagram or Chris Miranda on Facebook, Alex Nieves on Alex Nieves Jr. on um, Facebook or Westside Jose. You know, you give him a follow, he's cool cool guy. He owns um Westside Performance. You know, like I said, any 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 needs, you know, anything you need done to your bike, you guys can, you know, go over there, family oriented. Um, you know, Mark Ten Motorsports for the tires, Pirelli, you know, all of our sponsors that helped us get through this year and you know, looking forward right. to the next one. Hell yeah, yeah dude. I hope you do good, bro, and keep succeeding and keep going in your career, you know, and make it to where you want to make I it agree. to. I agree. on that, man. I hope you fucking make it to wherever you want to make it to, man. Huge support on our end. Yeah, man. We and we're going to try out that motorcycle thing. Yeah, we're we got to go on to that motorcycle thing. Yeah. As well, guys, we're sponsored by the Checker Butterfly. It's coming out soon. Might be a little pushed back. I know I said earlier in the last podcast it was going to come out soon. But it might end up coming out mid to early November. Just wait for you guys to be a hot book. Just wait for it. Yeah, I, mean, I just want to thank both of y'all. Thank you guys for having me. I mean, it was it was no, fun. bro. Thank was, you for yeah, coming, bro. Thank you for coming. Any other time you want to come on, bro? You can have you on anytime, bro. And that's it, bro. Then, Dali.